Okay, with Sandro Hernandez Ortiz, uh, talk of doom in Spain. Reality Check is the short film played at the Wild Sound Flagship uh, Film Festival. It's about this gentleman, and you're also the star of the film, um, right? And you're basically your character, yeah. Sal Salvador, is uh, having a, a therapy session with her with her uh, therapist, and he suffers from a little bit of delusional disorder. And let's just say that the twist got to me. I was very affected by. The ending and i think that your film was about the setup to this very shocking twist i guess right in the end of the film i mean in a way mm, you could say so but it's overall i'm just it's more I, to it more than that i didn't want to say it's, it's just about yeah. that it's it's, it's obviously yeah, I mean, a deeper film than that yeah of course i mean i saw it clear from minute one that I didn't really want it to have the uh, gotcha moment or that big reveal, you know? Um, anyone has a chance to know what's going on with this character, with Salvador. Yeah. Um, if you pay closer attention or if you like um, see some details, like, oh, I think something's soft with this guy. Yeah. More um, or less from the first moments of the film. So, what I wanted to portray actually was the journey from reality to no reality. Yeah. and back and forth you know so what happens as an audience member is that we like start liking your character so much that we want him to be in this nice healthy relationship and we assume that he's in this nice healthy relationship so emotionally you got us hooked into this character and then it's revealed that it's, things are not on the up and up i guess right exactly and i think something that really contributes to this is are the performances, you know, um, me and my co-stars, the, the strength that they provide these characters with, I think that really settles the mood, you know, like, okay, I'm rooting for this guy, this guy has met this um, random girl or whatever, and they look like they're happy and they're having like a healthy relationship, but in the end, it's not what it seems. Yeah. So on your film freeway page, you have your bio and you have your your bio is that is that you, you're balding and like you're not the case. So then I'm about to interview you and I'm like, wait a minute, this is the lead actor in the film because you look exactly like you're what you what you the picture in your bio that you show the people and who you are right now and what you are in the film is not the same person, I guess. Right. Well, I mean, I'm like. <laughs> bald <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know like i magically have hair on my head but yeah i mean that was a portrait taken um some somewhere between the i don't remember the actual year but i'm pretty sure it was pre-pandemic so it's like kind of out of date but then yeah it's me you know, so are you, are you an actor first or a director first I'm a director first. Well, I'm a screenwriter first, then a director. Mm, and this was my first time acting, actually. So what 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 made you want to act in this lead? Because you're you're directing this this big film, lots of go lots going on, and then you're also playing the lead. It must have been very uh, let's just say difficult. Yeah, I mean, two words to describe it would be difficult and exhausting, you know, but. It's a funny story, actually, because when we were um, having the casting, the audience, the audition, sorry, for for the role, we saw lots of people, you know, 
they came and they wanted to they wanted a part of uh, Agatha, the Doctor, Salvador, especially, you know, because many actors were like, okay, I see this character and he's very well written and he's very emotionally compelling. So uh, I'm attracted to these kind of actors, to these kind of characters. Mm -hmm. uh, but in the end, you know, there was always something that it wasn't really a match, you know, between the character and the actor. Uh, we saw lots of talent, talented people and in the end, I was the one when we were having these castings, these auditions for other characters apart from Salvador. And I was the one saying the lines with with the actresses. Yeah. And in the end, well, with the casting director and with the producer at the time, sometimes we went over them again because we recorded them. And it started like a joke. It started as a joke, you know. Um, hey, why don't you? I mean, you are saying the lines with them. You're kind of good, so... What do you think? And I was like, whoa, I, I haven't even thought about it. You know, it's like, <laughs> I'm not an actor. So it was a challenge, you know. Then I, I said, well, I know this character, but that's not enough because I need some kind of um, training. I need some kind of insight on how an actor would tackle working in a character like this, yeah. Uh, but luckily, it went it went well. I think. Yeah, it went very well, and yeah, because you really pull off a really nice performance. So yeah. gutsy on your part to, to do it. Sorry, <laughs> it was very gutsy on your part to do it. I think so. Yeah, it was a gutsy move. You know, it's like uh, all or nothing. This could be like very. It could it could have gone very well, or it could have been like a disaster. So talk to me about uh, delusional disorder, uh, delusional disorder, which is your what your film is about. Like, do you have like why making a why make a film about this? Well, to me, it was very important when it comes to delusional disorder. You know, I I realized there was this lack of representation. Mm, I think psychopaths have the monopoly uh, on film on media representation. And they're kind of one-sided all the time, like murderers or evil people. Former presidents of the United States, yeah. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> and so uh, <laughs> I think the, the short film, Reality Check, developed from this need. I felt there was a need for representation of delusional characters. You know, it's not like, uh, okay, this is fantasy and this is reality. That's something that I had to fight against between my team for example because it's very easy to think okay it's a fantasy world but it's more than that because for the person it's very real as this call is as this interview is or as my life or your life is so i wanted to focus not just on portraying them as psychopathic uh, a stalker psychopath or a mystic or a weirdo you know Delusional patients, they do not see their lives, they do not see their, their surroundings affected by their condition. They are so immersed in it that they are oblivious to it in the end, you know? We're talking about people who live like every single day with delusional ideas, with delusional recurrent thoughts that in many cases are absolutely coherent to them. So that was very compelling to me as a as a storyteller, you know, how can I 
bring this, like this is a reality that is happening. How can I bring this to film, being respectful, you know, and having in mind that uh, this is not a documentary. So I'm not like going into the most real aspects of this or the more, yeah. or the, more uh, the harder aspects of this. So, like, what, what percentage do you think have suffered from delusional disorder? Like, do you think it's a high percentage? Uh, from my research, I can tell you that not all of the cases are diagnosed. I found out with data from 2019 that over 20, 25% of the society cases are diagnosed, like, with an actual diagnosis, okay, you are suffering from... Uh, delusional delusions or delusional disorder, anything like that. And it's mainly because um, of shame, you know, or you're, like I said, you're so oblivious to this fake reality that you're building that you don't think, okay, I need to see a therapist or this is not real. I'm like kind of, um, I have this mutated reality, you know, but to me, it's so real. So people, they are not aware. Yeah. There's not enough awareness, I think. So tell me about, okay, so let's talk about the making of your film. Because you have multiple locations. It's uh, it's 24 minutes, but it's a pretty ambitious, not to say pretty ambitious, it's a very ambitious film in terms of the way you directed it, all the locations you have. Like, so how many days, how many days shoot was this? It was... Uh, Four and a half days shooting. Yeah. yeah. Four and a half days. Uh, I think, yeah, more or less. Like four days with one night, basically. So, so a lot of handheld ca uh, camera action too, right? Yeah, some of it was handheld, especially the the initial sequence, mm -hmm. you know, the, the opening scene, like with the, with the long hallway and yeah. all of that. That was handheld because... We really like this trashy look to it, you know, like it's mm, kind of dark, kind of mysterious, kind of, okay, what's going on? This character is like, he's just there walking kind of in media rest. So what's going on? And then after the the title card, we're in a park. So it's kind of a completely different mood. So we were, we are like, what? What's going on? Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of... It's it's almost like a fly in the wall kind of directing. It's not from your point character's point of view. It's all kind of from the outside perspective. It's like so we we're we this is the reality that as an audience we see right. Mm -hmm. What we learn later on that some of the shots that we saw in the beginning of the film are not real. I guess right. Yeah, mm, yeah, you could say so. I mean, when we were working on it because we had that shot list, you know. Uh, I didn't, for example, the DOP came to me and he he asked me, okay, I need to know exactly which of these scenes, which of the shots are real and which aren't. And I told him, I don't think it's like uh, a thing of, okay, this is real, this is not real. It's, we should be leaving it open to interpretation yeah. you know, because in the end, what is real for one person maybe it's not for others you know so we tackled it with a with a sense of ambiguity but it was very intentional and i think it paid off 
So did you like storyboard everything or did you have like a, a pretty distinct shot list with your DP? Like what was the process? I'm completely pro storyboard everything. I like to have everything storyboarded. I like working with the shot list, but I'm not, um, you know, I don't let it limit my ambition, you know, when we are on set. For example, many of our shots had to be discarded because we didn't have the time to complete all of them. But some of them were like, okay, what if we mix this and this, you know, because they're kind of the same, they have the same vibe or they have the, the same location or things like this. So in the end, I think it's a very useful tool to, to navigate on set and, you know, to guide you through, through the process, but you shouldn't be limited by it. Yeah. But it's a, but you, but you're organized. You're very, like, there's a certain organization that occurs when you're on set because you kind of have a plan of attack, I guess, right? How you can, how you're going to set up every, every sequence. Yeah. Yeah. Basically because um, working in these kind of projects, you know, as you say, it was, kind of ambitious so I wanted to be I wanted to make sure that everything worked the right way then many things can happen you know Murphy's law as usual but uh overall I think it's good to be prepared you know prepare for everything of course for things going the way you want it and for things going completely downside all right so let's talk about the, your your uh your other actors so the, the obviously the the therapist and then the girl itself. So where did you find them? We made a, we had like auditions for nearly one month in 2019. That was 2019. And we saw a lot of actresses and actually the, the other protagonist, the girl, Agatha, you know, the girl from the beginning, uh, she jumped on board like two weeks before we started shooting. It was crazy because we had all the actors, uh, everything was on in place, right in place. And then the protagonist at the time, the other girl, she told us like, okay, you know what? Uh, I have these other commitments and I can't make it. So uh, I'm sorry, but hey, I know this girl. And that girl ended up being our female protagonist, which I think also paid off because she's amazing she's an amazing actress she's an amazing person and you know she really connected with the character and she brought something to the table that i think it could be only done by her you know that's uh mario right uh no that's the other irene irene okay irene gotcha uh, yeah yeah, we had that confusion on set, of course, because, you know, one of them is Andrea and the other is Agatha, but then Andrea is Agatha and we, like, and on set we had this kind of inside joke, like Andrea was Andrea and Agatha was Andrea slash yeah. Agatha, just to be clear. <laughs> yeah, and then plus they look alike, right? So, yeah, they look similar, I guess, right? So, so are yeah. You, are you, yeah, she's she's fantastic. Kind of a tough role to play too, right? What about the therapist? Uh, well, that was another funny story because we saw lots of women who came auditioning for the role of the of the therapist, um, Dr. Castillo. And none of them were like really a match for the role. And we started to get a bit worried. And in the end, that woman, uh, her name is Arancha, 
that woman was the last person from the last day of auditions that came. You know, we were feeling absolutely devastated, defeated. We were thinking, okay, what are we going to do now? We have to rent a place for to do more auditions and everything. And then along she came. Um, we knew, we knew. She opened her mouth. We listened to her voice, the tone, her her pauses, you know, her silences, the way she talked, the way she moved, the way she explained things. And I knew, you know, and we fell in love with her and we knew at that moment, you know, it's you. It's no one else but you. So. So, uh, so what did they think about the film when you showed it to them? They were really proud. They felt like very overwhelmed with emotions because most of them are not like well-known actors around here. You know, there are more like independent films, student films. So to see these portrayed in this magnitude, you know, uh, the other side of the globe and everything, uh, it was a very proud moment for them. You know, they were very like emotional. Okay, I don't, I can't believe for example, the, the actress who played the therapist, she told me, I can't believe that we started being five people in 2019. And now, like three years later, we've come this far, you know, and it's something to feel very proud about, very proud of. So, mm, yeah. So how's the film doing on the festival circuit? Pretty good, actually. You know, we've been selected by some festivals in Peru from which I'm from, uh, here in Spain as well. Also, I believe in Oslo, Norway. And I don't know, there are a couple more places over there, yeah. but yeah, the producers so it's resonating are... in different places in the world, I guess, right? Yes. Yes, definitely. Like, I don't know. It's, it's a completely different feeling for me because, uh, I'm used to, for example, doing something and just uploading it to YouTube or to Vimeo or platforms like those. And to have the opportunity to showcase your work, not just to, I don't know, your family, your mother, your grandma, but around the world to people who don't know you, but know what they're doing. You know, they they have some background, they have some, they are talented people and have them, you know, ha um, expressing their opinions about your work. That's, I don't know, to me, it's fulfilling. Yeah, 100%. What did you think about the audience feedback that we sent you, the North American audience that we sent you? It was curious. I mean, I, I felt like in love with all of them. I'm very thankful for their opinions. But for example, I was watching that um, the reaction video with my wife and she pointed out, uh, have you realized that male reactors, they are more oriented toward the, towards the, you know, the cinematography, the lighting, uh, like the technical aspects of the film, whereas on the other hand, the female ones are like more, okay, the performances, the narrative, the overreaching themes, and everything and i was like oh you know i i didn't realize that but now that i now that you mention it it's kind of true <laughs> i mean all of them were amazing and like i said i'm very grateful thankful for for their reactions and i felt proud you know because we've been working on this for such a long time and to see mm, well 
to be fair, to see winning something was like, oh my god, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. But seeing people having these kind of opinions, having these kind of thoughts about something that I had done, it's like, okay, maybe I'm doing something well. Maybe we are doing something well with my team and everything. It was a very, a very beautiful moment for us, for us. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it was a, it's an amazing film in so many ways. Like you should be so, pr like you should be proud. Like about Thank what you. you accomplished here. So I'm assuming you're making more films. Like what's your what's your goal in the future? Uh, well, right now I'm working on a new script. It's kind of like an origin story, but in a different way for a kind of anti-hero. Uh, I'm really into, you know, heroes and comic characters and everything. So before doing that, you know, I knew that I had to do some other things. And that's why I worked on Reality Check and other projects that I that I did before. And now after everything that I've gone through with, with this last project, Reality Check, I finally feel like I'm ready to tackle this more, even more ambitious project, you know. So that's something. I'm also a writer, so I'm kind of finishing uh, my first novel. So I'm oh, wow. just writing. Yeah, I'm writing, writing, you know, all my mornings are for writing and in the afternoons, well, life, work and everything. So you, you're going to obviously got a feature film ahead of you as well, I guess, right? In the future? Yeah, I would definitely love that. Well, I wish you the best because this is a really interesting film, nicely performed, and uh, you did an amazing job on all on all uh, on all fronts. So you can you, uh, I it must have been really exhausting because it's like it's not an easy performance because you're like you're you know you're doing different yeah. realities I mean, and you're the you're mental space different I had to, you know what I mean? Like the mental space that I had to inhabit for this role was very very demanding for me you know and then like I couldn't really I didn't want to like stay in character between takes because as the director I had to see what we have shot and everything but I think it was like a very therapeutic oh sorry uh an exercise for me you know, yeah. you know in on how to you know deal with some aspects of of my personality because like I said you know I wrote Salvador with the basis of my personality in mind, but with some extremes which were written like yeah. in a very, very extreme way. Very I try to magnify things a bit. It's like an extreme and worse version of my worst version. Yeah, exactly. Well congratulations on the experience. I wish you the best and let's talk again when you uh, when you make your next film. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Slamil.